At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show with Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. Here is Brady Cannon. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds as we address what is a very busy week in golf. Of course, the PGA Tour, but we also have the Irish Open across the pond. And the boys from Live will tee it up again this week in Portland, Oregon at Pumpkin Ridge. And Wes, uh, I'm trying to get away from you. I don't want to get too close because you're running pretty hot right now, my friend. Justin Thomas at the PGA, Matt Fitzpatrick at the U.S. Open, and Hao Tong Lee last week at the BMW International Open. And the only misfire you had was Patrick Cantley at the Travelers, who folded in the final round. And Xander Shoffley emerges victorious. He's won a full-field event for the first time, a full-field stroke play event for the first time since 2016, which was his very first PGA Tour win, the Greenbrier Classic. Yeah, we had four very entertaining golf events last weekend. Uh, of course, uh, uh, pain for Lexi Thompson again at the U.S. Women's Open as Inji uh, uh, Chong uh, uh, goes ahead and gets the victory. And then Patrick Harrington hangs on over Steve Stricker at the U.S. Senior Open. But uh, the two events in terms of the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, uh, very competitive down to the end and very exciting finishes. We'll start at the Travelers. Uh, Xander Schauffele, you're right, first official PGA Tour win in nearly three and a half years, that 2019 at Kapalua. And he was priced as high as about 20 to 1 before JT withdrew with the back injury. Had a five stroke lead uh, after Friday's round going into the weekend. Seven under par, 63 in each of the first two rounds, but had to hang on and eventually lost the lead mm -hmm. with a hole to play to a 150 to 1 shot named Sahif Thigala. You might remember Thigala was in the mix at the Waste Management Phoenix Open and then found a bunker on 17 and ended up uh, not making the playoff. Lurking atop the leaderboard all day, uh, grabbed a share 
shared the lead on 15. He drove the green on the par four and made the four-foot birdie. And then on 17, he hits the ball into a divot uh, with this tee shot, gets it to within about 11 feet, makes a birdie on 17 to take the lead, and he had been bogey-free going into the 18th hole, took the driver off the tee, found the fairway bunker on the left, so he was 130 yards of the hole if he could clear the embankment. And Brady, he did not clear the embankment. He <laughs> tried to pull right, a Matt right, Fitzpatrick, right? Right into the lip of the bunker. And that third shot, I think officially on, or that second shot, rather, officially from shot link, went about four inches. Yes. <laughs> and, and he eventually got it to the green. He had a 12-footer, though, that he could have made for bogey. Lips out of the left end of the cup. So Sahith Degala, a lot of pain, and all Xander Shoffley had to do is just basically hit the green. He did more than that, hit the wedge within four feet, made a birdie to win by two strokes over Degala, and also JT Poston, a co-runner-up. So uh, Shoffley and his wife, one-year wedding anniversary, gives him a nice gift. So that is his sixth PGA Tour win. Another story, too, is that we ha- almost had an amateur win for the first time in about over 30 years. Michael Chior Bornson, who finished fourth uh, as a student at Stanford from nearby Wellesley, Massachusetts, got in on a sponsor exemption. Remember, the last amateur to win a PGA Tour event was Phil Mickelson in 91 at the Northern Telecom Open down in Tucson. So... Dior Bornson gave it a heck of a run, and you were going to say, okay, can Xander Schauffele not close against these closers? Because these are not exactly proven commodities necessarily, even though Poston's won on the PGA Tour before. And he did just that, and it helped a little bit. Maybe it threw him off a little, too, that Patrick Cantlay just went in the bag on Sundays. Uh, six over 76. Cantlay, I believe, what would he shoot? Seven under on Saturday yes. to get within one of Shoffle. So I thought, okay, I've got a chance here because Xander hadn't always been able to close. Cantlay has good history here, and Patrick Cantlay turned into Patrick can't play. <laughs> well, it was amazing when I was doing the research here, uh, looking back at those six career PGA Tour wins for Xander Shoffle. You know, he's always had that reputation of being a guy that wins these limited field events, the no-cut events. I didn't realize this was his first traditional stroke play, full field, 36-hole cut win since his very first in 2016 at the Greenbrier Classic. Well, let's look uh, at what is on tap for this week, just a fortnight away from the season's final major, the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews in Scotland. And we begin with the John Deere Classic at TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois, Wes, this field is probably the worst we've seen all year and definitely the thinnest since uh, the Mexico Open at Vedanta when John Rahm won pretty easily. Uh, But this is a player and a fan favorite, the John Deere Classic. The crowds are excellent. The golf course is extremely consistent. The hospitality is great. The players, despite many of them uh, being well outside the top 100 in the world rankings, they really enjoy this event year in and year out. And I think it's really a better tournament than it might look to or, right. or you know, gets credit for. Uh, you rarely see the winning score differ much from 20 under par. The scoring average really changes. It's a good watch on TV. Mm-hmm. And again, not much star power, but it's a very strong PGA Tour event. Yeah, this is a tough spot in the schedule for the John Deere yeah. Classic in the Quad Cities. Obviously not a major market necessarily, but this tournament's been around for 50 years. The Travelers, look, went uh, 70 years, by the way, uh, their anniversary last week. So, you know, this event is a good event. It's usually the week before the Open Championship, mm-hmm. though, because uh, usually, you know, you get on that plane, the guy that gets the Open Championship spot gets a charter courtesy of the sponsor John Deere to go over the seas for the open championship but this year it gets moved up so you see a little bit of a decline in quality of the field number one you do have the live event 
And also, you have an Irish Open event on the DP World Tour. Plus, this is the time where, you know, maybe a lot of the elite players are going to take off this year in terms of the fact that they have the Scottish Open next week and then they have the Open Championship the following week. Plus, they also have what might be the best field of anything that's a non-major championship or a non-players championship. And guess what that is? That's next Monday and Tuesday, the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. J.P. McManus, by the way, a billionaire Irish businessman, used to be the majority stakeholder in Manchester United. And he gets nine of the top ten in the world, plus Tiger Woods, plus many notables to play in the Pro-Am this week. So uh, that's why you have, uh, I think, kind of a downfield, at least for the John Deere Classic. Nobody in the top 50 in terms of the official world golf rankings. Webb Simpson going to be the favorite, though, at 10 to 1. So you do have some names, just not some names like in elite form that we're used to seeing from those names. Yeah, there's usually a handful of guys, uh, you know, at the top of this odds board for the John Deere, Francesco Molinari, Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Steve Stricker has been uh, a mainstay. And he just withdrew, by the way, as of like a couple hours ago before we record here. Yeah, and I was, uh, I was actually going to play Stricker. I I was kind of bummed to see him withdraw after that second place finish at the Senior Open Mm -hmm. that you mentioned. Uh, I had a couple of plays on Steve uh, Steve Stricker, so I was disappointed to see him pull out. But uh, the course is very fair, relatively forgiving fairways. It does have very penal rough, uh, excellent bent grass putting surfaces, just a really good, solid, comfortable course to play that I think actually has a lot of character for the entire event. Um, the areas that I put the most emphasis on West were strokes gained approach, mm-hmm. strokes gained around the greens. It's been interesting in recent history. Strokes gained around the greens has really been a predominant stat where the winners have uh, fared well for the John Deere Classic. Par 4 scoring, of course, you have 11 of those on a par 71. And birdies are better. We know this has always been a birdie fest. Those are the areas that I put the most emphasis on. And then I also took a look at strokes gained putting on bent grass. Yeah, we, we basically have about the same model this week. A couple that I added. Uh, I did use good drives gain because, of course, we do have the penal Kentucky bluegrass rough about four inches, but the fairways are relatively wide, so this is a scorable course. They did uh, do some renovations, move some of the bunkers around. I think we'll, it remains to be seen if that's going to make this course tougher, but usually you know, 20 under par or better is where you got to get. I think, I think it's nine of the last 12 you had to reach that score to go ahead and uh, be able to be, at least be in contention here. So I did the same thing. I also had proximity gain 125 to 150. You're going to see a lot of wedges here. So you really got to be good with your ball and your distance control. Uh, and you mentioned the strokes gain par four. And I also did good drives gained. Uh, so, you know, wide open event here this week. I think it, it matches uh, a lot of different players. So there's a lot of guys with shots to win here. If you're looking at maybe some course correlations, you know, think a lot of the other TPC courses, TPC River Highlands, mm-hmm. uh, TPC Twin Cities, where the 3M Open is, TPC Craig Ranch down in Dallas, TPC Boston, Detroit Golf Club for the Rocket Mortgage, Keen Trace, which will have the Barbasol Championship. That'll be the alternate event, by the way, next week for the uh, co-sanctioned Scottish Open between the PGA Tour and 
and the DP World Tour. Uh, I used Napa, uh, the Silverado Country Club in Napa as a correlated course. I also used Colonial Country Club. Uh, and like you talked about, a lot of wedge play into these greens, bent grass greens where mm-hmm. you got to have a hot putter. Uh, certainly that is true at Colonial. And we've seen a lot of crossover winners like Zach Johnson and Steve Stricker uh, most specifically. Uh, and then no surprise when I put all these stats together, the correlated courses, what have you, Webb Simpson, he comes up number one for me. Uh, but JT Poston, Scott Stallings, Doug Gim, and Christian Bezadenhout, these guys popped in the stats that I looked at as well. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. I, and, and I went and just kind of looked and went, went with a little gut, went with a little recent form. So uh, Patrick Rogers, a guy that's played well here over the years, he was the runner-up in 2017 to Bryson DeChambeau. If you're going recent form, JT Poston was the runner-up, yeah. and JT Poston has won a birdie fest type of event before. That would be at the Wyndham Championship a few years ago. So this is a guy that can get hot. Adam Shank, by the way, if you like course form and you believe in horses for courses, fourth here in 2021, sixth here in 2019. So a very wide open field, I think, even though Webb Simpson's the favorite, and I guess justifiably so, being the most class player, highest ranked player in the field. I couldn't believe he was ranked 58th in the world. Yeah, nobody. He's really dropped. Nobody in the top 50 because Daniel Berger was right. the tournament favorite. He was the only guy in the top 50, and he's been battling some injuries, so maybe using this to get back. He goes ahead and withdraws from the event. Steve Stricker, who won three times here, three years in a row, actually, 2009, 2010, 2011, won here at the John Deere. Zach Johnson, also a couple time winner he is in this field but you know this is always a good tournament but you got to go low here and you really you really got to putt well these are very smooth bent grass greens as you mentioned so I this isn't going to be one of the more challenging ones but I think you got to get to around 20 under par even though Lucas Glover the winning score last year was at 19 under par by the way he is in the field uh, somewhere around 50 to 1 he won at 55 to 1 last year and interestingly enough we talk about how the winning score very rarely deviates from 20 under par. Our friend Jeff Sherman over at the Westgate has the under-over winning score prop at 263.5, which would equate to 20 and a half mm-hmm. under par. Uh, let's begin our member guest segment, and for that we bring in our man Lou Ford. He is a professional handicapper. He specializes in golf, also pretty darn good in tennis. His time of the year right now with golf and tennis at the forefront. He hails from the Midwest, so he's very familiar with TPC Deer Run and what it takes to win here. You can find Follow him on Twitter at SweetLou23. Lou, thank you very much for joining us here on Long Shots for yet another season. I know you've had a good year with your golf handicapping, so tell us about this golf course and what you believe the winning formula will be this week in Silvis, Illinois. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity, and um, I think you covered a lot of the core stuff when I was just listening to you. you know, the bank greens are, are significant here, but you know, there's no major... Uh, trouble out there unless you kind of hit a pretty bad shot. So I think short par fours would be one of the characteristics that I take away from this course. I think you have seven par fours that are under 420 or 430. So for for these guys, I think that puts wedges into their hands. I think that's going to be kind of a key stat. Lou, uh, obviously a little bit of a downfield this week just because of the spot of the schedule. So close in between majors, the U.S. Open, then the Open Championship at St. Andrews in two weeks, and then plus the live event out in Portland. So, you know, quality players, but not those elite guys necessarily at the top of the world rankings right now. Did that make that a little bit more difficult for you, or do you embrace that this is a little bit more wide open and maybe can find some big prices down the board? Yeah, I think I think that's the case. Wes. I think you gotta you look for for 
longer shots. And, and you know, it's, it, when you don't have all these favorites, I think, and, and it, you have to make somebody the favorite, right? But I, I don't think any of these guys are really justified at those numbers. So, yeah, I, I, I took the opportunity to take some younger players, guys that I think have potential to win, and, um, and I went with them, and they're all pretty, pretty nice odds. Lou, the shortest guy on the board is Webb Simpson, and it was at the Mexico Open at Vidanta a couple of months ago. We saw a similarly thin field, and the favorite John Rahm cruised to victory. Do you think it could be a week for Webb Simpson? He's, uh, again, the shortest shot on the board around 10 or 12 to 1. Do you think possibly Webb could do the same thing to this field? You know, I'd, I'd never say no, but I, he just, you know, I don't think he's in the form right now that Rom was in back then when he, when he was kind of the, the clear-cut favorite. And I love Webb Simpson, but I kind of like him on tougher courses. I'm sure he can go 20 under, but I kind of like him on the courses where it's more like 6 to 8 under to win because he's so steady. Um, so I, I actually really don't like him this week. Yeah, remember that Simpson did miss a couple months with an injury earlier this year. Actually, his finish last week, T13 at the Travelers, was his best finish of 2022. So I agree with Lou. I think that this is very much a favorite that you can go ahead and take on and skirt away from. But a guy that's going to get a little bit of buzz this week is Sahith Digala, Lou. And we talked about him in the recap of the Travelers last week at the top of the program. Just a brutal ending when it looked like at least he's going to get into a playoff. Maybe went out right. So now he gets caught in a downfield to about 25 to one would this be a guy you're looking to just stay away from or a guy you potentially fade last week from last week based on the finish that he had you know on Sunday I was like oh I'm gonna take him next week no no matter what but you know I think he's a little short um I'm probably still gonna do something with him but I haven't yet you know when you're talking about some stats that you want to look at he's first in rounds in the 60s and he's first in subpar rounds so I mean that's a pretty nice uh, stat to be, you know, in your bag when you're when you're going to a course like this where it's probably going to be, you know, must to be in the in the low six, you know, mid mid to low sixties at least one time this week, if not every round. Lou, deeper down the board, uh, did you you mentioned you took a look at some guys, uh, you know, that were longer shots this week? Did you get to eighty to one or even triple digits? And if so, who are some of those names uh, that caught your attention? I did, I did. So I have uh, Alex Smalley at eighty to one. Uh, he actually played this event last year and made the cut. He's considered a rookie, but he's really talented. I think he's due to win soon. And then I also took uh, Chad Ramey, who uh, has a nice stat in par four birdies or less uh, or more, I should say. He's eighteenth in that stat. And then I took two kind of longer shots, Brandon Wu and Colin Karen from England. I think both those guys, uh, you know, can make some birdies and might might show up on the leaderboard. I might kind of go top five, top ten with those guys, but I'm still probably going to play a little bit to win as well. Yeah, Taron. By the way, he kind of did pop on some of those stats that we talked about earlier. He's been the playing show, pretty Brady. well. Yeah, absolutely. He played very well at the U.S. Open. Uh, so, Lou, I know you're backing some guys a little bit down the board. Anybody that you might want to fade this week, like in head-to-heads, or just guys that you think price a little bit too short? I know we talked about Thigala a moment ago. Anybody else that you would want to stay away from this week? You know, I just I'm going to stay away from the the. 30 and under guys this week. Not because I don't think they're good enough to win. It's just, I, I think, like you said, with a little bit of a light field this week, they're getting priced um, way, way too short for me. So I would just kind of stay away from the, you know, Hadwin and uh, Webb Simpsons. Maybe back them in, in head-to-head. Maybe that's the way to go with those guys. 
Um, but I know Brady's the head-to-head master, and I've been um, not so great there lately, so I'll probably stay away from head-to-head this week. All right, Lou, uh, before we uh, wrap up here, we've got a couple more questions for you. We're going to give you a foursome. Now, I know you uh, tipped your hand there on a couple of guys that you've landed on some longer shots. If we gave you just four guys to play, you're only allowed four guys in the outright market, who would you run to the window with this week for the John Deere? Okay, I'd go with Nick Hardy, who's from Illinois, and uh, he's on a nice little recent form swing, tied for 14th at the U.S. Open and tied for 8th at Travelers. I like Nick Hardy. I'd also go with Cam Davis, and I would add the Cullen Perrin to that. And I, you know, my fourth guy, I think I have to go with the Gala. You know, I, I the old, those other long shots I like, maybe Alex Smalley or Sagala is my fourth player there. I know I cheated a little bit. Sorry. Lou, just a couple weeks away from the Open Championship at the old course at St. Andrews. Anybody you've already bet or guys that you have your eye on in specific uh, for our final major of 2022? Yes, I, I've, I've got a, uh, a couple tickets that I like on Shane Lowry and Robert McIntyre, although his form has not been so great lately. I really liked that when I made the play originally. And uh, Seamus Power is another one that I added. So those three are, are my main tickets so far for the Open, which is my favorite tournament of the year by far. Yeah, I always say the Open is my favorite tournament in July and the Masters is my favorite in April. <laughs> it's hard for me to decide. Uh, whatever time of year it is, uh, one or the other is my favorite. Lou, thank you very much for joining us as always and enjoy the John Deere Classic, my friend. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. All right, that is Lou Ford. Check him out on Twitter at SweetLou23. Very good this time of year for both golf and tennis. You know, he mentioned Seamus Power for the Open Championship, Mm -hmm. and I was taking a hard look at him as well recently, but I realized... I, I believe this is his first ever British Open. It is actually, and and he's in by the way the Irish Open field this week. He's yeah the second one of the favorites. Choice. Yeah, he's the second choice behind Shane Lowry. So uh, look, this guy, this is the first year where he's really played majors. Uh, played very well. I thought that the Masters played very well at the U.S. Open. Easily made the cut both times. Uh, almost, I think, got in that top ten for the U.S. Open. But Seamus Power, I think, is a guy maybe you want to look at. I don't know if I'm going to play. I'm not playing him this week for the Irish Open. I just thought he was a little bit short but this is a guy that now all of a sudden just outside of the top 30 in the world feels like nobody's talking about him been in pretty solid form all year so uh i'd be looking uh you know hopefully if you're looking to bet Seamus Bauer maybe bet him now in case he goes low for the Irish Open but i think you'll still get a fair price yeah I, he's about 80 to 1 i've seen 75 to 1 to win the British Open but uh it kept me away having uh the fact that he had not ever played there before i think it's a tournament where you definitely need some experience We will see. Seamus Power definitely playing some great golf as of late. When we come back, we go across the pond and we'll look at that Irish Open. We'll also take a look at the Live Tour where Wes tries to make it two for two after hitting Charles Schwartzel for $4.7 million in London a few weeks ago. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you, and it's time to go across the pond. A few different events this week, a busy week in the world of golf, and we'll begin with the Irish Open at Mount Juliet Estate in Kilkenny, Ireland. Irishman Shane Lowry and Seamus Power are on top of the odds board. Wes, fresh off of your Hao Tong Lee winner, where are you headed this week? Yeah, Hao Tong Lee, by the way, did have to win in a playoff last week yes, in Munich. over another guy you had, right? Yeah, Thomas Peters. We went 1-2 and actually had a fourth there with Romain Long-esque as well. But uh, Hao Tong Lee, at one point, had a five-shot lead going into that final round. Ended up uh, being in a three-way tie with uh, Ryan Fox, who didn't birdie the 18th, end up third at 20 under. But it was Hao Tong Lee and Thomas Peters. Lee hit one of the worst chips you'll ever see to about 50 feet to the other side of the green and what does he do he makes birdie and keep in mind this guy missed the first 13 cuts of 2021 and and you kept riding him well he started to play better late in the year at the Dunhill links he showed some signs I think he he was second I mean you remember the PGA championship at Harding Park I mean this guy shows up now and then he's a very good player he was actually uh uh where he really made I think kind of around the world he kind of made his name a little bit at Royal Birkdale in 2017. That would be where Jordan Spieth won the Claret Jug and Halton Lee, seven under final round of 63, went heads up and beat Rory McIlroy the next year at the Dubai Desert Classic. So this is a guy that's got a lot of potential and just his uh, his interview after the round, Brady, where oh, he goes, classic. It's, it's quote <laughs> effing golf. And he was just exasperated. I was like, man, truer words are never spoken about this game, whether you play it or you bet it. 
Well, let's talk about the Irish Open, and uh, I know you're going to have an article in Point Spread Weekly with all the details, but who did you land on for the Irish Open? Yeah, you mentioned Lowry, Power, Tyrrell Hatton are kind of the favorites. Thomas Peters also there at 18-1, to Ryan Fox 22-1, to but I did land on a few, and you can get the point, the full breakdowns in the article that'll be at vcin.com and in the newsletter tomorrow. Aaron Rye, 28 to 1, uh, coming back uh, on the DP World Tour. Hasn't played in Europe yet this year because he's a rookie on the PGA Tour, 74th in the FedEx Cup right now, so he can afford to take a week overseas, and maybe the drop in class will help him. Minwoo Lee, 35 to 1. Can he finally can he match Big Sis? Because Big Sis has been on a roll, has won the uh, U.S. Women's Open, was second T2 last week at the Women's PGA. So Minwoo Lee, 35 to 1. Romain Long asks, I'm going to go back to him, 40 to 1, a guy I've been riding and riding. And Hatton Lee paid off last week. Maybe it will at the Frenchman. Jason Scribner, 60 to 1. He was ninth here at Mount Juliet last year, but actually led the field for T to Green in that event. Kurt Kitayama, 66 to 1. We thought Kitayama was going to be at the John Deere Classic this week, but he elected to withdraw to play in this event. Kitayama in pretty solid shape with a couple uh, top three finishes already on the PGA Tour for the FedEx Cup. So getting an early start over for the Open Championship. And then Guido Migliassi, 70 to 1, missed seven of eight cuts to start the year but has started to play better, was very good at the U.S. Open. T14, another good U.S. Open for Guido Migliazzi. I think maybe now he is starting to find some good form, put that poor form to start the season behind him. All right, the Live Golf Series. You're one for one here, hitting Charles mm-hmm. Schwartzel in their inaugural event a few weeks back in London. They're stateside this time around in Portland, Oregon at Pumpkin Ridge. Of course, we are a little more familiar with. What did you or did you make a play this week on the Live Tour? Yeah, three kind of mid-range darts. And I know that this field is a lot better, keep in mind, because now you have added Bryson DeChambeau and you've added Brooks Kepka and you've added Wolf. Matthew Wolf, Patrick Reed, Pat Perez, Carlos Ortiz, Abraham Answers. So you've got a little bit more depth at the top. So uh, some of the guys at the bottom had to get kind of kicked to the curb a little bit. So only 48 players, same format, shotgun style, 54-hole event. Don't really know a lot about how the course is going to play this week at Pumpkin Ridge because it's going to host, but you're going to get a composite of what are called the Witch Hollow and Ghost Creek golf courses. So didn't really have a lot of background on that. So this is kind of one where you got to take some shots if you want to bet this. And I took three just like last time. Sam Horsfield, I got at 27-1, already a winner this year at the Soudal Open in Belgium. Three wins over the last three years on the DP World Tour. Obviously, you know Horsefield very well, Florida Gator. So I think he could go well. He was actually uh, top five in the first event. And then Justin Harding, 35-1. to 1. The South Africans really killed it last time out with Schwartzel, yeah. Duplessis, Brandon Grace for one, two, three. Well, why not take the guy that finished fourth last time out? And that's Justin Harding, 35 to 1. And then a little bit down the board, Scott Vincent, 60 to 1. He's already won twice, actually, globally here in 2022. One on the Japan Golf Tour and another on the Asian Tour, which is his primary tour. He's a man from Zimbabwe. He's won four times worldwide in the last two years. And actually, if you look at the world golf rankings, you kind of look and you go down to that top 100, that second 50, because the top 50 is usually the cutoff to get into all the majors and whatnot, and that's a goal of every player. He's 94th in the world. I was like, this guy's a top 100 player, and why not, I guess, when you've won four times globally over the last you know year and a half to two years. All right, finally, some major implications. We are just 16 days away from the British Open at St. Andrews. I've started to do some digging the past few weeks on this course, some handicapping St. Andrews, the course, what it's going to take, and also some course correlations. And Wes, you and I have talked about this many times, about the connection with Augusta National and success 
success at the Masters also, or oftentimes translates into success at St. Andrews. And it was right after the Masters that I grabbed Tiger Woods at 50-1. to He's won at St. Andrews twice. He's won at Augusta National five times. The game looked in perfectly good shape to me at the Masters. It was the health and whether he would be able to walk or not. Um, St. Andrews is a very, very flat course, so I think he can walk the 72 holes. The odds were just adjusted last week now that we have the field more coming into form for the British Open, and Circa put him up at 85-1, to so I grabbed a little bit more, and nothing big. This is a very small play. I did make a bigger play on Jordan Spieth at 25-1. to He has a remarkable track record at the Open Championship. He was fourth here in 2015 at St. Andrews, and then one long bomb so far. I played Danny Willett at 200 to 1. He is a Masters champion. He just finished 12th at Augusta this past spring. He was also 6th at St. Andrews in that 2015 Open Championship. And you'll know this, Wes, about nine months ago, he won the Alfred Dunhill Lynx mm-hmm. Championship. Of course, two of those four rounds are played at St. Andrews. Yeah, and that's a reason, obviously, why you have a lot of players going over to get a look at Lynx golf to kind of start their year. Those that aren't playing the Irish Open, playing in that J.P. McManus Pro-Am, and then, of course, the Scottish Open, which is next week, is now a co-sanctioned event on the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. I would expect you're going to get a lot of American influence, by the way, that's going to be in the Scottish Open. Already a couple big commitments. So, uh, you know, wide open, and I think that's a good parallel that you brought with Augusta National because those leaderboards uh, absolutely match with what we've seen at the old course at St. Andrews. Any plays for you yet for nothing, the Open? Nothing yet. Probably got, over now, this weekend. Do you weekend. have Cam Smith? I do have him right. still, by you the have, way. You have Cam Smith. Yeah, to 30 win to 1, major. basically, to win. Yeah, I bet him in every major pretty much uh, once he got going. And at he the obviously he's got a tremendous track record at Augusta. He does. He does. Uh, not so much great form lately, but, no. you know, still have him. I'll probably add a couple over the weekend as well. All right. When we come back, we will get to our match play segment. We'll go over all of our plays for the John Deere Classic, Matt Humans' plays, Wes Reynolds, and myself when we return right here on Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots. It is a busy week in golf. We've got the John Deere Classic, the Irish Open, the Live Series, but now it is time to get to our featured plays for the John Deere Classic in Silvis, Illinois. A watered-down field for sure, but that doesn't mean we can't bet it. Matt Humans, our colleague, has five futures, no head-to-head matchups, but he begins with a guy he's played a, a number of times this year and uh, another Stanford grad, Maverick McNeely at 31-1. to Scott Stallings at 37 to 1. Cameron Champ, another guy that he has loved to bet this season and has had some success with some high finishes on Cameron Champ. He's got Cameron Champ at 55 to 1. Ryan Moore, a former winner here at the John Deere. He's got the UNLV Rebel at 85 to 1. And then Matt's Big Bomb, a guy who had a good John Deere classic last year but faded in the end. Jason Duffner at 350 to 1. Duff Daddy, absolutely. Uh, So Matt has a Stanford guy at the top of his card, and actually so do I, but it is not the same Stanford guy. He has Maverick McNeely. I have Patrick Rogers at the top of my card at 35-1. to Uh, Made his first cut here on the PGA Tour at the John Deere Classic back in 2013, runner-up to DeChambeau in 2017, so kind of a special event for him. Still looking for that first PGA Tour win. Actually withdrew last week at the Travelers, so I think he was gearing more towards this event and he had played four straight weeks had a top 20 in Canada t31 at the US Open you know this often turns into a putting contest as we mentioned before here at the John Deere Brady and if you look at Patrick Rogers last couple events gained just a little bit less than 10 strokes with the putter combined in Canada and at the US Open so if that putter's hot look out for Patrick Rogers JT I think he's uh, 18th on tour yeah. in strokes gained putting Yeah he's very very solid putter and and you know I've always believed in him he has the talent and look he's a Indiana boy from uh, Avon Indiana just uh, nearby where I grew up so uh hopefully Patrick Rogers can get it done. JT Poston, 55 to 1. Three top tens in his last eight starts, including a runner-up last week to Xander Shoffley at the Travelers Championship. Last week he was second in approach and 13th in putting in that Travelers field. Adam Shank, 60 to 1, mentioned fourth at uh, here last year, sixth in 2019. Of course, 2020, no John Deere due to uh, COVID 19 canceling that tournament. Missed the cut last week at the Travelers, but T26 at Memorial, T24 at the U.S. Open. Uh, think course form may matter here, and he is kind of a horse for course, Adam Shank, who uh, also is from nearby Indiana, played his college golf at Purdue. Another Adam, Adam Svensson, 65 to 1. Five straight cuts he's made on tour, two straight top 25s at the Canadian Open and also at the Travelers. 
Only outing was here in 2019. He did only finish 18th, but he went 65, 68, 68 over the last three rounds. Svensson had a couple looks in contention early in the season, especially on the West Coast swing. Nate Lashley, 80 to one, kind of a mixed bag for him this year in 2022. He's missed seven of the six of the cuts in the 16 events, but nevertheless. Top 10 in Puerto Rico, top 20 in Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Byron Nelson, Valero, Texas Open. So this is a guy, when he makes the cut, he usually has a pretty good finish. And Nate Lashley, of course, has won a birdie fest before. Remember the Rocket Mortgage Classic a couple years ago where he was a he Monday qualifier? He was wire qualifier. to wire, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a Monday qualifier and ended up winning the whole darn thing, I think at like 125 or 150 to 1. So Nate Lashley, 80 to 1, also at 80 to 1. David Lipsky, who played his college golf at Northwestern, a very short hitter but a guy that hits it dead straight and a guy that really gains on approach, fourth in the field on approach over the last 36 rounds. You look, he missed the cut last week at the Travelers, but he gained 1.1 off the tee, 1.9 on approach. Lost on the greens, though. Uh, four strokes in a short game around the green and putting combined. Uh, some good finishes this year. Sixth in Mexico, seventh in the DR. So against a little bit watered down fields, he's been pretty solid this year. Top 25 at Pebble Beach and the Byron Nelson. 14th at the American Express out in Palm Springs. So I think Lipsky could go low here. And then Matt Wallace. Now, I got him at 130. I think you can still get him in the 100 range or maybe like 90 to 1. Wallace missed eight of nine cuts on the PGA Tour over the span of February to May this year, then went to Europe, played a couple DP World Tour events, T5 at the Dutch Open, actually was in the final pairing uh, in that tournament on Sunday, T18 at the Porsche European Open, so he comes back stateside, made the cut at Canada, made the cut at the Travelers last weekend. You look, he's 143rd in the FedEx Cup standings. you got to be in that 125 to keep your car and get in those FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, this is a guy that was in the top 25 in the official World Golf Rankings as recently recently as yeah. three years ago. So I think this guy's got good golf left in him and, uh, you know, needs a really good finish against uh, against a little bit of a downfield, as we mentioned, this week. And I think that puts him in good position to keep that PGA Tour card. Yeah, I took a look at Wallace, too, and he makes a lot of sense because he has turned it around. He he was awful, like you say, and he he's starting to turn it around. And we know, as you mentioned as well, this guy certainly has the talent to be one of the top players in the world. Uh, my outright plays, I'm with you on Patrick Rogers. I got him at 35 to 1 really good on the par fours he's also a a birdie machine and we talked about this he's a great putter he's been very solid on the correlated courses that I looked at as well Colonial Napa and then uh, also TPC River Highlands it feels to me Wes you kind of alluded to it you know still looking for his first PGA Tour victory he feels to me like too good of a player to not do well against a lousy field like this yeah I mean you look at him he looks great his swing looks great I mean he competes uh, in big boy tournaments too yeah Hadn't just hadn't been able to put it together. It's one of those anomalies. But uh, I think going to a place where he's had success before, you know, could be. And I thought a fair price, thirty-five to one. Like most most regular tour events, he'd be close to triple digits. But obviously, going with the previous good form and the fact that we don't have a lot of you know real studs at the top of the rankings here. I think he's had some experience. He, he's talked about how he loves this course. I think he's had some experience here as an amateur as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go with a couple of Adams as well. Adam Shank that you talked about. I got him at fifty-seven to one. He's another birdie machine who can putt really well. You talked about his top six. Six finishes here recently at the John Deere. He's another guy like Patrick Rogers that I feel is one of the classier players in this field. And I thought nearly 60 to 1 was a pretty good price on Adam Shank. The other Adam I went with, uh, 40 to 1, Adam Long, another guy who is an excellent putter. I also looked at him. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing pretty well as of late. Of course, his lone win on the PGA Tour came at the American Express. He's got top 25 finishes on all the comp courses. He's excellent on approach. He makes a bunch of birdies and he's got that hot flat stick. So hopefully that uh, carries over here at the John Deere. Doug Gim at 60 to 1. Not so hot with the flat stick is Doug Gim, but good just about everywhere else. He's sixth in the field the last 24 rounds. Strokes gained around the greens. And I mentioned that's a very. Uh, important stat this week. He's second in the field on the par fours and ninth in total strokes gained. And then my long bomb, you talked about the driving accuracy of David Lipsky. The guy that is number one on the PGA Tour in driving accuracy is Ryan Armour. I took him at 110 to one. And I think you and I would both agree, Wes, Driving distance or driving accuracy is not a huge stat that you're looking at this week, mm-hmm. but it certainly helps to be in the fairway and set yourself up for what ought to be a, a wedge in a putting Yeah, test. because I thought looking at good drives gain was another way to kind of look where you got to put something off the tee because this is a pretty easy course to gain off the tee, really. You know, not a lot of trouble. Fairways are wide. Don't get into the deep stuff, obviously, because then you can drop shots here, and you don't want to drop shots here. You want to be giving yourself a lot of birdie opportunities because because you're going to need him on this course. Well, Ryan Armour has struggled at the John Deere in the past, but he's in very solid form for the last uh, three months. He did just finish 25th at the Travelers, where he also has a sixth-place finish, and that was one of the courses I felt that correlated to TPC Deer Run. I also have two uh, head-to-head matchups. I did have a head-to-head matchup with Steve Stricker, but of course he has withdrawn from the event. I took Doug Gim at minus 115 over Emiliano Grillo and Austin Smotherman at plus 105 over Robert Streb. Yeah, I had a couple matchups as well this week. Uh, I went ahead and took, this was just taking a number because all the action has been on Webb Simpson in this matchup, but I took Adam Hadwin plus 125. I looked at that one too. That number seemed way out of whack. Yeah, I thought it was a little high. It's gotten a little out of control, so I'll fade the steam there. Uh, Martin Laird minus 120 over Anurban Lahiri. When you think of good drives gained and and keeping it in the fairway, you think of Martin Laird. I think one of the best in the tour at it. Kevin Streelman, even money over Lanto Griffin, and then Charles Howell third. Minus 135 over Denny McCarthy. Next week, we are in Scotland for the tune-up to the Open Championship. It is the Scottish Open, and Paul Williams of Golf Betting in the UK will join us to help break it down. Enjoy the John Deere, everybody. You know these players are going to hit some long shots. Hopefully, we do, too. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.